Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Mailbox Monday, and I am honored and blessed to have my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood on the show. And we are going to take some time. And when I say we, I mean, he is going to take some time today to answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so welcome, you guys, to the Off the Bench podcast with Heidi St. John. I want to remind you that I am teaching through the principles of parenting in the Bible for the month of November. That study is called The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness, Principles for Parenting for Every Season of Parenting. I hope you guys will join me with that. Listen, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And so given what's happening in the culture right now, given what's happening politically and economically and spiritually and with our health, which we're going to be talking about today, you guys, the world might be in chaos, but the church doesn't need to be. We have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the peace that the Bible says passes understanding. And today I'm just thrilled to have Dr. Mark Sherwood back on the show. Mark and I have become friends uh, over the last year or so, and I just so appreciate his wisdom, his passion for this country and for the Lord and some good old common sense uh, when it comes to uh, issues related to our health. So he's been helping me for a while, and I know he's going to help you too. My friend, Dr. Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you, Heidi. It's great to see you, and I'm so honored to be with you. And the most important honor I have is being your friend. So there you go. Well, thank you. Well, the honor is mine. I just love your passion for people and it reminds me of how badly we need that in the country right now. And we certainly need it in the medical community where a lot of people, I think they just feel like a number. Used to be that you knew your doctor and you'd make an appointment, go see him. Hey, you know, doctor, I got a mole on my face or whatever it was. And you felt like he knew you. And I think a lot of people are really sad right now because they feel like they've lost that human connection. You really bring that to the table. So I'm glad that you're here. We have a lot of questions because you saw that we're, we've, we've hooked you up now with the spreadsheet of all these questions. <laughs> And I'm going to go right from the top today. We'll see how many of these that we can get through. For those of you who are listening and you have a question for Dr. Sherwood, you can shoot that to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And just let me know you have a question for Dr. Mark and he's going to be coming on here regularly and we will be answering those questions. So that's where you can send them in. The first one comes from Patricia in Missouri. She said, Heidi, I'm a, I'm a healthy 61 year old menopausal woman with essential tremors. I've tried two different medicines to control it. I was wondering if Dr. Mark could suggest something that would help. So a menopausal woman, these are my favorite women because I relate to them. Uh, So (laughs) Patricia, thank you so much for asking that question. So the couple things to keep in mind when you're menopausal, the idea, you know, I don't know the answer to this. Are you on hormones or not? Because ultimately, um, bioidentical replacement of hormones would relieve some inflammation in the body, keeping in mind that tremors have a massive inflammation connection or inflammation has a connection to the tremors. couple things you want to do. Number one, you want to begin to add magnesium. Um, when you have a tremor, I want you to think over 
calcium. Calcium is a constrictor. So tremor would be a over constriction or a, a massive constrictor action would be the case. It's also uh, done with inflammatory triggers. So well, you need to add some magnesium, probably a magnesium glycinate form in about 300 to maybe 450 milligrams. You can go up on that because that will help. But if you go up too fast, too high, too hot, you'll cause loose stool. So don't do that. Secondarily, brain relaxation is critical. Magnesium threonate is paramount. That's a different form of magnesium. 300 milligrams of that as well would be a good thing to add. Wait, wait, um, say that again for all the people who are trying to write that down. Yeah, what? Magnesium threonate. And that's T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. When you talk about these different forms of magnesium, they actually have different effects in different parts of the body. Many people have heard about magnesium citrate that you might use for constipation. So we've we've talked about two forms of magnesium for Patricia here, magnesium glycinate and magnesium threonate. Glycinate can be sort of looked at as systemic absorption in nature. Threonate is more of a brain relaxant. Um, the third thing we want to think about adding in this one is a little bit of omega-3 fatty acids, specifically those that have a pretty high amount of something called DHA. A big term it stands for, don't try to write this down, docosahexaenoic <laughs> acid, but just know that DHA is one of the essential omega-3s that's primarily designed to benefit brain health. And the brain is about 65% fat, so we want to make sure it has plenty of fat. So if somebody calls you fat head, say thank you. I acknowledge <laughs> that, right? Um, the fourth thing that you should consider is a full-spectrum hemp product that contains these uh, cannabidiols and terpenes and, and these things that can work together synergistically to create relaxation for the brain. It has been known many times that even with tremors or even the idea of seizures can be relieved a little bit with these uh, cannabidiols, but you want a full spectrum hemp and you want to make sure it has a certificate of authenticity, meaning it's got to be organic. Very key point there. So doing those four things would be super important, would probably uh, give the... Uh, increased likelihood of some relief. That's so important. And you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of women, I think, out there with concerns about menopause now who are mm. suffering needlessly when there yes. actually are uh, natural solutions out there. And that's really where we want to start. It's one of the reasons I just am so thankful for your mm. uh, counsel. There's a really important question, and you and I were talking about this before yep. this show, that came from Abby in Canada. And I don't think she's alone in treating long COVID. She said, I'd like to hear from Dr. Mark Sherwood on long COVID management. I've struggled for one year with recovering from COVID. I have four children, ages one to eight, and would love to have more, but I'm hesitant with my health struggle since COVID. My symptoms have included heartbeat irregularity, muscle twitching and spasms, brain fog, vision interference, to name a few. I realize it's a wide range and is so individual, but what do you see playing out in long COVID patients and what is the best way to handle it from a medical standpoint? I use acupuncture, hydrotherapy, chiropractic, and a naturopathic doctor. It helps, but it's still a struggle. This woman is frustrated. Yeah, and she should be. Long-haul COVID, Heidi, is, is a real deal. And long-haul has got different definitions for different people. We've dealt with it for people that have up to a year or two or, or whatever. And we've dealt with people that have it relatively short time. Uh, let's face it, the COVID virus and all the fear around it created a catastrophic effect 
with human health across the globe, not just in America or Canada. With that said, what you kind of want to do with this, Abby, is look at it from a global standpoint. There has been a lot of studies that have uh, correlated uh, long-haul COVID with what we call mitochondrial dysfunction. Well, let's think about what that would be. The mitochondria is the organelle inside of your cells that create energy for the cells to function. Think about mitochondria as creating the gasoline for your cells to operate or the fuel for your body to operate all your systems. So we know that COVID has a tie to mitochondrial dysfunction. How do you restore the mitochondria? This is the key point that I want you to get. Um, we've got to go back to a couple key points that I tell everybody. Eat real food. You know, stay away from the standard American or Western diet. These processed foods will continue to create inflammation in the body, continue to drag down and suppress the mitochondria, and continue to elongate the idea of long-haul COVID. When I talk about real food, you kind of want to look at it like this. If you can look at that food and you can say, yeah, I can see that as created in the Garden of Eden, growing on a tree, uh, on the ground, under the ground. Um, I can see it walking through the, the garden, and I can see maybe it swimming through the creek in the garden, right? If it's like that, it's probably food. But if it's not like that, it never was food, and it's a foreign substance that would create inflammation. Just like the previous person, Patricia, when you got some of those inflammation symptoms like that, you got to get your omega-3 fatty acids up there. Um, I have tested thousands of people around the world over the last 10 years for the omega index, and I have found that 100% are deficient unless they supplement properly. Mm. So, Abby, I'd like to see you have three grams of a great omega-3 fatty acid, and this is very important, that has about a 3 to 2 ratio of EPA over DHA. Again, 3 to 2 ratio, EPA over DHA. And you want the entirety of that 3 grams to be mostly EPA and DHA. So, for example, if it has 1,000 milligrams, which is equivalent to 1 gram, you would want to see something like a 600 milligram of EPA and maybe a 300 milligram of DHA. The, the majority of that would be those two essential fatty acids. Secondarily, you got to make sure your vitamin D is up there. You live in Canada, less sunshine. What does that mean? That means you need to get your D up there. You need probably between 5,000 and 10,000 IUs a day. What you're looking for, and we measure it here in nanograms per deciliter, uh, but you may have a different measurement in Canada with your practitioners, but you want to get up there towards the upper end of the range, not toxic, but the upper end of the range. And generally speaking, 5,000 to 10,000 international units per day. Very important. Magnesium. Yes, the good old-fashioned magnesium comes to the surface again. Just like I talked about previously, magnesium is incredibly important for the creation of ATP or energy and the transfer of ATP or energy to other cells. So you got to have magnesium. And then finally, B vitamins. Make sure you get a nice broad-based B that has a characteristic that uh, that we would consider methylated. And there, that's a whole chemistry idea, but that means that the B vitamins are in a more highly absorbable and um, relatable form for the body. So methylated Bs, and that's M-E-T-H-Y-L-A-T-E-D. So you clean up that diet, 
you get those B vitamins, magnesium, omega-3s, and vitamin D in there. And over the course of time, you should begin to see a little bit of resolve with that long-haul COVID. Is there a certain kind of magnesium you would re- that you would uh, recommend for her? Yes, I like the magnesium glycinate form or magnesium malate form. Now, glycinate's G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. Malate would be M-A-L-A-T-E. Both of these are going to be amino acids, but the malate is an amino acid that actually has a little bit more to do with the mitochondria. So try to get up there in that minimum 300 milligrams up to six to maybe 900 milligrams depending on, you know, how your tummy tolerates that. Yeah, so important. It's really good. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got several people asking about vaccines for children and a mom who has a pregnancy-related question. We'll be right back. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but they've just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2023. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or use the promo code Heidi to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. All right. So before the break, Mark, we were talking uh, a little bit about the importance of magnesium. And you and I have had this conversation many times here as people are moving into the winter months now and sickness of course coming back and we're watching people have a more it seems like is shocker you know we isolated now for what over over two years and people are starting to get the flu they're starting to say hey the flu vaccine come get your COVID shot you need your 15th COVID booster all the things people have a lot of questions now about vaccines that they didn't have before and Juliana in Ohio is saying regarding vaccines for new babies and young children what is your advice for administering them so their immune systems don't get overwhelmed. Well, Juliana brings up a very important point. You know, if we were going back to the mid-80s, Juliana would be dealing with about five or a half dozen vaccines. But now Juliana is dealing with about five times to ten times that many. It has expanded um, massively over the course of the years. Now there's up to 64 vaccines that are given to children up, you know, through various ages. This is me. And again, if I had children that age, I would um, do two things. Number one, I would pray about whether I should vaccinate them at all. That would be my question, you know, and and know full well that we're not anti-vaccines, but you got to be guided by God because as you said at the top of the the show, uh, the training responsibility is up to the parents. So do that, right? right? And then at the same time, understand that vaccines weren't really intended to be bad. Now, have they been... Profitable and is the love of money the root of all evil? Yes. So that's in there. We know that. Having said that, if you decide to vaccinate your child, be specially cautious about spreading out those vaccines so they're not getting this massive induction of the immune system trigger. Every time you put a vaccine in, the idea of vaccines is that an inert or small or harmless portion of a virus or whatever is introduced in the body. The immune system recognizes that as a foreign invader. And remember, a child's immune system has not adapted fully. So they're trying to get it to it. They're trying to force the adaptation by getting the body introduced to these things so they can develop antibodies. However, every time a vaccine comes in, it does trigger the immune system. And as I've told parents and I've told many people around this world, 
We live in an inflammatory environment more so than we did 35, 40 years ago. So now we live in a chemistry-filled environment with even the air we breathe and the water we drink. Um, Just know this, Juliana, that a child's immune system is developed much like muscles are developed in adults. How do we develop muscles? We exercise. How does the adaptive immune system develop? It gets exercise by the exposure to the world that we live in. We live in a world that's full of viruses, parasites, bacterias, uh, et cetera, and we live symbiotic with those. So again, you, you want to make sure that if you choose the vaccination route, which you can, spread them out over the course of time, use some wisdom, and don't allow high-pressure sales or high-pressure people to overpressure you to do something that goes against your moral judgment. Mm, boy, and you know what's interesting? I've noticed a massive shift in the way that pediatricians are interacting with parents now. It used to be so. I, you know, you know, I have seven children. My mom mm-hmm. uh, was a, a, a nurse practitioner, so we grew up in the medical community, very much in the medical community. All seven of my kids were vaccinated, but my mom told me twenty-five years ago, always do a slow schedule. So mm-hmm. I vaccinated my children. They didn't get all the vaccines, but they got most of them. But they, but we really spaced them out. Her reasoning was, A, you don't overwhelm the immune system. And second, if that child has a reaction, you'll know what they had a reaction to. You're going to give them six shots in a day. You overwhelm their system. They have an adverse reaction and you don't know what the heck happened. So, so much wisdom. And the parents now are really being forced, a lot of them being made fun of. I've heard stories from moms listening to this show who've taken their kids to their pediatrician and they've said, hey, it's time for your kids six month shots. And mom says, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And a lot of these pediatricians are saying, I'm not going to see you anymore if you won't vaccinate your kids. So the pressure is real. It is real. And, you know, you can see the uh, money that's spent advertising yeah, to the public, which is just nonsensical. Our government needs to stop yep. that. And and moms, if you're out there and you you come up with a situation like uh, Heidi just described, that's a good cue for you to find a new doctor. That's and right. I know they're hard to find, but I'm serious. Yeah. You've got to find one that you have confidence in because the the whole profession at this point in time, uh, there's a big erosion of trust. And rightly so, because of this polarizing idea of forcing the decisions upon the parents. Now, let's keep in mind that there's something called medical autonomy, meaning that you can choose anything you want. You can choose to do a bad thing. You can choose to do a good thing. That's one of the freedoms God gave us. So don't allow anyone to force you into giving up your freedoms that God gave you. Yeah, that's totally right. So important. Another one coming in uh, from Gloria. She says, what is your opinion of the meningococcal ACWY vaccine? So meningococcal ACWY vaccine is really a vaccine that's targeting a, a very, very virulent bacteria. And that can happen. But the risk factors go up with that, you know, kind of condition when the baby is just born, maybe up to one. And then also it sort of increases in risk when the young person gets to teenage or early 20 years. Um, It really, in my opinion, that's one that I'm probably going to avoid because I don't think you need that because that bacteria is generally spread in very unsanitary conditions. You might think about like a, a, a bunch of, Always being in a frat house, not wiping the toilet seat, that kind of mm. thing. And that it's just a nasty environment kind of a spread. And can it happen? Yes. 
Is that vaccine effective? Um, well, depending on who you ask and what you read, the answer would be yes. But as you noted earlier, Heidi, every vaccine, every one of them can have a deleterious effect. And so you really want to ask those questions. What are the side effects? Mm. And really pay attention and do a cost-benefit analysis of, of what you know. Get on um, the WebMD and look at the risk factors of every disease that they want you to vaccinate against. And do a checkoff mentally, do I fit these risk factors? And if you do, that might change your decision. If you don't, that might change your decision. So again, it's about being fully informed, that whole idea of informed consent. Yeah, Anne is asking a similar question, vaccine-related, only she's asking about hep B for infants. What do you, what, what's your, what's yeah, your take on I that? Mean, Hepatitis, we all know what that is. I am not one that's a fan of that one personally. Yep, that's how um, that, we skipped that one entirely. Yeah, yep. I just don't see a reason for it. I mean, I get why they're pushing it, but I just personally don't see a reason for it. Yeah, I agree. Rachel in Oklahoma, and this will be the last one we've got time for today. She said, I'm currently pregnant with my fifth baby. For every pregnancy, I have been told to use progesterone supplements until 12 weeks or I'll have a miscarriage. So I have been told. With that being said, is this a real thing or is this something that people are told? Are there different options as opposed to the vaginal supplement that causes a lot of excess nausea? As with many other people, I am now very distrustful of most physicians in Southern Oklahoma. There are not many good options for more natural-minded care. From my home state to another person in my home state, here's the real answer. Yes, progesterone and thyroid availability or efficacy would be important to holding a pregnancy, at least through that first trimester. After the first trimester, the placenta then takes over the production of that progesterone. On the flip side, this is fascinating, and I'll get back to the beginning. When a, a lady delivers a baby, the placenta goes out, progesterone goes out with it. You would see something called postpartum depression. Well, that is that really a condition or is that a loss of the progesterone, which is actually anti-anxiety? I would submit that it's anti-anxiety. So what you're doing is you're taking and making sure your progesterone is adequate further hold that pregnancy, that fertilized egg into place. There is other options between uh, a vaginal sort of insert uh, suppository of sorts and other things you could do. You could go with uh, micronized bioidentical oral progesterone at a very low dose. It can be compounded as low as 25 milligrams, not much. There is some supplements out there that you have to look for that have about 10 to 15 milligrams of micronized bioidentical progesterone. So there's a less than prescriptive dosages. But that is true, and that's what you want to do. Thyroid is also included. So make sure you get a good functional medicine doctor that can sort of guide you through that process to have those adequate hormones present to, to have this wonderful, beautiful pregnancy. That is such good counsel. And I think you're setting a lot of people's minds to ease right now. Uh, one thing we I always tell moms not to do is just please, for the love of all things that is holy, don't get on Google and try to figure it out for yourself. You know, Dr. Google tends to send more women into massive anxiety attacks than just about anything else out there because there's so much wrong information and so much hyped up information. We certainly saw this happen during COVID. So it's good to have you coming on here and just bringing some some calm to the storm. Uh, you're going to be coming on here on the regular 
answering questions. And I'm so excited that you're going to do that. If you guys want to ask my friend, Dr. Mark, a question, we would love to put your question on the air. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday is the link to be able to do that. And I hope you guys will participate. In the meantime, you can also access Dr. Mark's really awesome care yourselves by going to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. And you guys can find really wonderful supplements, medical care. What are you doing over there, Dr. Mark? Because I was looking at your website the other day and I'm like, this is fantastic stuff. Yeah, we do a lot. We really guide and care for people all around the country and all around the world. And wherever they are, we can get blood work done and genetics done and that kind of thing. So we actually get into the whole person, Heidi, as you said at the top. We build a relationship. We listen to them. We develop a plan and people can work with us. Uh, directly. We have a big team of people they can work with. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate and blessed to uh, to be a guide in people's lives. And, and I'll say this, I can say this in the show, you know, God has gifted us with the gift of healing and he gets all the credit. He gets all the glory uh, and all the accolades. But when people connect with us, they actually can connect if we'll get out of the way with the heart of God and the anointing we have upon us. Mm, it's so important that people feel like they've got access to someone who loves the Lord and also cares about healing the way that you guys do. And I'm and people here at the show know me because I'm kind of an open book. And I'd said, you know, I've been struggling with a migraine for what is it now? Th- almost three months. And you guys have been really instrumental in helping me with that. I was teasing Dr. Mark about what a couple of weeks ago, because you'd sent me in for blood work. So I'm in Washington state and Dr. Mark has been helping me. And he, so he sent me in for blood work. And I was like, those guys took like 15 vials of blood. I was looking at the guy and I was like, listen, do people survive this? Are you sure you want to take another one? He was laughing at me. He was like, oh no, who's your doctor? I'm this Dr. Mark Sherwood over there in Oklahoma. I said, I think that's enough. I don't know. Do people walk out of here alive? (laughs) (laughs) We are are thorough, man. You, you, You know, we look at blood. I want to get all the questions answered that we can. And and uh, you know, a good thing about it, when we get your blood, you can confirm you're alive. That's a good thing. That's a good, good thing. <laughs> and so I, I guess I'm just saying I'm I'm vouching for you that mm-hmm. uh, I have felt really uh, well taken care of. And you guys are great at listening. And uh, it's just been wonderful. And so it's, and it's encouraging to know that if you're like me, like I'm in the crazy wackadoo Pacific Northwest, it's very hard to find a non-woke physician <laughs> out here. And so I have found myself, you know, doing telemedicine with uh, with Dr. Sherwood, and it's been a wonderful experience. And so if you guys are thinking about that, if you are having a hard time finding a doctor that you can trust, uh, he might actually ask for 15 vials of blood from you, too. I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to vouch for that part of it. But uh, it's been a really good experience for me as well. And so uh, I just want to say thank you to you, Mark, for that and just for your heart and coming on here and giving free medical advice to people who are right into the show. God bless you, my friend, and uh, let's do it again. We'll do it again really soon, in just a few days. Can't wait to see you. I appreciate you, and God bless everyone. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. You guys want more information on Dr. Mark Sherwood and uh, his wife, Michelle. They have an awesome, awesome uh, practice happening right there in Oklahoma, and you guys can find out more at sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. I will link to it in the show notes today. And I hope you guys will check it out. I know that you'll be blessed. In the meantime, join me at Mom Strong International as we study the peaceful fruit of righteousness for the month of November. This is a great thing to do for Christmas. If you guys are looking for a really practical Christmas gift, you can give a year's membership away to that Bible study. We're going to be doing some awesome practical studies all throughout 2023. And I'll be teaching you how the Bible applies to your life 
right now. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you here again at the intersection of faith and culture.